0: hello everybody i'm michael and this is my co-host yeah i'm still richard yep <laughs> and welcome to generally <laughs> casual where we are watching the movies you never got around to watching and today we're actually not really watching it's not a, movie. a
1: movie It was yeah. a, it's a mini series yeah which... a mini series did we find out whether it's getting a season two
0: Uh, they have not announced me yet because it's 2023, so it's like really, really new.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we are talking today about a few of the episodes of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Net. Actually, literally came out uh, almost exactly uh, a year ago. Yeah,
0: just 10 days off from uh, yeah, there you go, being out a year. Perfect. Um, but it is nominated. Also, I thought this was interesting cuz I just learned this today. It's nominated for some Emmys. It's right. nominated for a bunch of Emmys.
1: Well, well, I'm assuming it was nominated No. Oh, nope, it's pending. Oh, which means that it went got it. It was part of the after cycle then. Yes. Yes. Um well, we uh well, I got around to watching 3 of them. Um but there are a total I believe of 8 9? 8. 8. Uh technically there's 9 because the Graveyard Rats
0: one is also in black and white.
1: Oh. Okay, it's, so it's just Yeah, right they down. did like
0: a silver screen showing of it as well. That's Got where it. they removed all the color. And actually be fair, it looks great in black and white too. So if you want a different feeling for the for the movie like or for the little episode it's good. It
1: might have like I guess calmed my uh my little bit of of gripiness that I had. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think it would have been kind of old timey. So the first two
0: lot 36 graveyard rats are about like 30 to 40 minutes. And then all the rest of them are an hour hour or more. Yeah. Um, So we watched graveyard rats. We watched the autopsy and we watched Pikmin's model. Um, I went with graveyard rats because I wanted something short to talk about. Um, I kind of recommended these to my brother. We talked about autopsy because looking through many, many lists and like many reviews that was, Usually people's top favorite uh, episode, and then I picked Pikmin's model because it was based on um, H.P. Lovecraft. And honestly, the other one that was based on H.P. Lovecraft, um, Dreams in the Witch House, I that one's okay. That, the best part well, of it, that had Rupert Grint in it. And then we we
1: also <laughs> talked about but didn't watch uh, the viewing because Michael was confusing it with a movie. Um, I thought it was a movie. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out it wasn't a movie. It was one of these episodes.
0: Yeah. Um, and today I also found out uh, of what the the Cabinet of Curiosities is based on uh, Guillermo de Toro's book that he had a long time ago uh, back in 2013 that he nicknamed the Cabinet of Curiosities, which was a collection of notes um, obsessions he had, and other things that has interested him. Um, and so he used that, and then he kind of had this uh, motif where he says, picture your mind as a cabinet where you lock up your darkest thoughts and deepest fears. What would happen if you open that
1: cabinet for the world to see? Um, then and- there's also real-world connotation of what an actual cabinet of curiosity... Which is just a room full of... Yeah, it's little just, yeah, for, for almost like people? a collectibles room of, like, uh, yes. odd things or, yeah. Yeah, and
0: things. you can still find those, like, like museums and other people, like, uh, horror houses where they're like, this is a room full of, like, dolls and things that have been haunted for a hundred years or something crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah, not to sidetrack this, but also, like, the one that comes to mind is the Museum of Death down in L.A. Yes. Um, that one's a pretty good bo- one but the the that what the, your example, actually, there is also the one in Vegas, which was. Uh the one that Kirsten went to. Yes, which that's what the, I was thinking. Yeah, Zach Bagans museum that's in there as well. Which is
0: like a giant cabinet of curiosities. Yeah, it's... I mean,
1: it's got multiple rooms that were all dedicated yeah. towards specific things.
0: And they used to have a lot of those in carnivals, right? They would have yeah. a big tent full of like, this is the the book that... Oh yeah,
1: this is the alien birth and it's yes. like a fetal cow or this something.
0: This is the skull from the Crystal Skull.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be anywhere. <laughs> Not anymore. It's in a, it's a hole somewhere. Yes
0: um so let's start by talking about graveyard rats oh i guess richard did you have any preconceived notions before we started watching it like what it was going to be
1: um well i don't know like guillermo del toro i've seen a lot of his films and so uh they definitely range between the like whimsical oriented oddities um but then also like like his one of his films uh La La Orphanage, um, is like just freaky. It's yeah. really good, but it's also like scary. It's supposed to be like Pan's Labyrinth. Well, and that's the thing is Pan's Labyrinth. I would not consider along the same lines. It's weird and has like lots of crazy things, it has spooky things. But in it. it in in itself, the storyline isn't really scary. It's no. just odd. Yes. Versus the orphanage was supposed to be like a horror movie. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what I was expecting. I honestly I was expecting it to be more towards the scary and less towards the weird. But yeah. this seemed kind of a good mix of both. Um, overall, I could tell you from the three that we watched, one was a lot more unsettling than the other two were. Yeah. Um, but I think the ones that you picked, because Michael picked all three for us to watch, I think the way that we watched it was perfect. Graveyard Rats, as we can discuss now, uh, was a good intro short, Like it was like 38 minutes, um, and uh, it set up a world. It said in interwar Salem, Massachusetts. Okay, I did, I've completely forgot that they did talk about Salem, Massachusetts, but it was almost like they, (laughs) there was like 14 different accents from the different characters, but um, but it in itself was almost like a um. It reminded me a little bit of uh what was it? The the movie about old timey New York the musical. Um I don't remember. I don't what know, it's called. I don't remember either. <laughs> uh it kinda me, it's like Moulin Rouge, but it, like set in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then a little bit of like also like Charles Dickens esque. As well, which was interesting. Yeah. It seemed like there was a couple different environments which were interesting and almost like some modern things as well. So it's kind of like a good mix Mm -hmm. on the environment. But as Michael pointed out earlier, this also was shot or redone in black and white, I guess, as well, which would have been interesting to see. But the storyline itself was very simple. Um, Grave robbers. Oh, and let's do our normal plug thing. If you haven't watched it yet, pause now. And go watch it if you are interested.
0: Okay. Now that you've paused and you're back, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this was your first time watching it. It was my second time watching through it. And I I was originally introduced to the series from Johnny, who watches a lot of scary things.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, was it the first time you watched all of the... Or is the second time you watched all of the three that we watched? Yes. Okay. Except... For- Except, for, did you watch... I've watched The Autopsy,
0: like, three times. Oh, uh, okay,
1: okay, okay. That one was really good.
0: I do... I, you always get me with, like, a very subtle storyline that leads into some creepy business.
1: Okay. But uh, let's talk about Graveyard Rats. Yes. So, I thought it was great to start with that. Very simple. Uh, like I said, the weird thing was is the kind of environment thing, because it seemed, like, semi-modern, but also Char- Charles Dickens' etch. Yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Grave Robber... Um, basically, I don't know, like the main thing is, is the graveyard grave robber himself is in some debt and he's basically been plagued by rat, by rats.
0: Yeah. I like it. They had a very simple line that was like, oh, well, I bet badly on a card game and now he's in debt. It's like that very simple. Like that was like incredibly simple. And so now he, he's the caretaker of the cemetery, but then he goes back in, robs things and what he's been seeing is bodies literally being pulled out of their coffins into the ground.
1: Yes. By
0: rats. By rats. And that was very disturbing for for me because I was like, that's literally horrifying.
1: Yeah. Literally it, horrifying. That was pretty freaking crazy. And like overall, the one thing that I'll also give credit kind of the entire series is they seem to also mix uh CG and practical effects very well yeah. as well. Um, very clearly there were some models of weird things that were definitely like, yeah. Whoa.
0: Yeah. And they also, if you watch every intro, I think each intro gives you like a little bit of some like clues and hints to what's going to happen in the series. Oh yeah. When Del, was-
1: Del Toro comes out, does a little intro a la, um, a la Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. I thought that was very interesting. He's in like a suit and he's like, you know, what does the mind unfold and whatever else, you know, narrative things uh-huh. that he says, and then brings out a little artifact from the, from the show. And then brings a little model of the director and says, this is this story and it's directed by this person. I think
0: it's, I, I like the little director models. Cause they're, they look like they're made of marble and they look very adorable. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I hope the director got to keep those. At the
1: end. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. So that, he also kind of goes over it looks like based off of what i see on the screen it looks like they're all based off of short stories as well yes uh he, whether they are um from hb lovecraft or
0: oh that one was done by the very first one is by guillermo, guillermo and then he, nice. he works on the teleplay oh cool yeah
1: um
0: just gonna go through one this one's based on a webcomic oh
1: also since you've seen all of them i have to ask as we kind of move also is there some sort of um lovecraftian element to all of them um i don't think so
0: but all of them have sort of a demonic or like
1: supernatural kind of piece the three that we watched I would even say even the autopsy had a Lovecraftian element to it. I think that's
0: what inspired the whole series.
1: Okay. Um,
0: But I don't think... Like, some of them are very just ghosty horror stuff. Okay. So, um, and and each one isn't even, like, supposed to be spooky. I mean, kind of like Pain's Labyrinth. Some of them are, like, in that vein where it's like, oh, what's, what's happening? And it's not exactly scary. It's just like... Kind of uh,
1: thriller esque, sometimes <laughs> well, or suspenseful. If you uh, were very much into horror and you watched Graveyard Rats, I could almost see you laughing at it because there's like some just ridiculous, some absurdity <laughs> to it as well.
0: My my uh, my favorite part in the whole thing is when he falls into what's quote unquote called the Black Church, yeah, uh, because it's like kind of Cthulhu. What like the thing was it was Cthulhu esque, but it wasn't Cthulhu. No, like that's a, what I'm saying. It was Lovecraft. Yeah, it had like a weird, crazy mouth thing. Yeah, uh, it was Rat God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when he falls in, he sees like this priest who's like holding its hands up, and the priest's body should have been decayed or have done. Son. Oh, very much. So. Yeah, should have been gone by now, but uh it has like this golden necklace on it that's of the god of that church, and as soon as he pulls the necklace off. The body like immediately grabs him and she goes mine yeah mine mine and I'm like uh uh
1: just give it back to him
0: just give it yeah just stop just well, stop
1: well I thought it was really interesting that as he's kind of like going through that whole like struggle and stuff like that he literally rips the top half of the body off yeah that was, so was crazy. was <laughs> crazy
0: the body just like falls on him while he's trying to push it away it just eats part of his ear yeah and I'm like ah <laughs> uh, you
1: know get your necklace back do whatever you can yes yes um. So, that one was very straightforward, though. Pretty interesting. Um, More on the, there was some disturbing stuff in there. But overall, I'd say it was a little bit on the tamer side. Yeah, it wasn't very, there's not a lot of depth to it. No, very simple story. Because it was just a simple story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was like, there was an overground rat, there was an undead body, and then at the end, his biggest fear was being nailed into a coffin and being buried, and then he was just being (laughs) buried. He, yeah,
1: he was on the other side of a coffin, so yes. basically, like it was the wrong thing. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was very cool. Very, like I said, good intro to the series mm-hmm. that you picked, so that was good. Yeah. Um, the next one, I would agree with you. Out of the three that we saw, I thought this one was my favorite as well. Um, was called the autopsy. Uh, basic story is is they started out with a mining a mining disaster basically um and then the sheriff calls in a coroner um and kind of gives him a little bit of background about what's going on and then he starts to perform autopsies on the the miners that um passed away yeah. in the accident and
0: the the quick thing he finds is that they're all bloodless and have a hole in their chest and he goes what's going on yeah um and that leads to the the whole this whole incident my biggest um my biggest takeaway is I like that each of these shorts give room for actors and actresses to come in and play these parts. Yeah. Um, even like well known people like can come in and like show off their talents um in a short form um series.
1: It looks like uh F. Murray Abram was That was the, the That was the coroner. Yeah, right? the coroner. And then I think Glenn Turman is is the uh the sheriff. Yeah. I think. Well look. Over, over, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sheriff. and he was, uh, Glenn Turman. Uh, was in actually a bunch of stuff. Raising in the Sun, Peyton plays. Well, I mean, F. Murray Abrams has been in a bunch of stuff too. Yes, but, I was um, just uh,
0: double checking all the billion things he's been in. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. he was in Moon Knight. Yeah, that's
0: right. Um, Glenn Turman was in.
1: What was he? In? Oh, the wire. wire! But that was the big thing. I'm House trying to remember lies. him. What I saw him in? It's a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um. But like, they get these well-known actors and actresses to come into these these shows, and they do an amazing job. Also, this one was a little more. Um gory than the last
1: one well yeah i mean it's obviously it's about autopsy. yes so. but
0: and but it was only truly horrifying for like about 30 seconds like I, if you if you can handle like oh there's dead bodies being opened up it's like that's one level but then if you can handle like self-mutilation that was another level
1: i i think yes and overall it was very clear that the there was like jarring for those visual moments mm-hmm. but the storyline itself i had a little bit of a creep factor to it yes um and like throughout the thing you're just like okay um but then as soon as it kind of gets going on that it's like okay now what's going to happen like you're waiting for like the the culmination of what what uh the storyline brings to you and so what i found very interesting about that was the storytelling it was really good because it started out with basically a lot of backstory yeah yeah yeah. and you know the autopsy is basically uh the sorry the coroner is coming in he's like okay really why was i even called out here like this doesn't even make any sense like
0: (laughs) this is a mine accident why do you care and (laughs) and then they do
1: more backstory stuff and then finally then it's the next piece so you get almost like three acts of it you have an act one an act two an act three type thing and i thought that the act three was very strong it finished really well and even though it kind of opened up a bigger universe, you weren't really asking a lot of questions about
0: it. Yeah, you didn't need to know more. It's like, okay, that's they, they, it. They dropped a couple things like uh, this specimen that they like find um there was a couple like oh it's got a little bit of magic powers that it can use like it can influence other people yeah, inside yeah. its own body it came in this little like
1: oh yeah it can like hypnotize people yeah
0: it, that little thing it came in reminded me of the tiny spaceship in men in black and men in black yeah. yes i was just yeah technical thing um and then um then it also said oh well we've been on this planet for a long for time. a long time We've and it's infiltrated like, all sorts of government. And, yeah, and we've made big world destruction. Big and, boy decisions yeah. for the, the planet. I'm like, and,
1: okay, that's cool. Like yeah. you open up the world environment a little bit. Oh, uh, these pe- these alien things or whatever have been around for a long time.
0: Those are actually what scrolls are. <laughs> <laughs> um but then like the whole like last part was like a beautiful like last minute decisions from our um our autopsy. Coroner. Yeah, our coroner. Uh, Dr. Carl Winters, um, and, like, just giving it to this alien creature while, uh, like, the the whole end part was horrifying because the creature wasn't exactly too spooky looking. No. It looked like a weird little octopus thing.
1: Yep. It was, like, a stereotypical, like, invasive parasite species Yes. If you've seen the movie Life with Ryan Reynolds, Mm -hmm. it's that pretty much
0: yeah if we watch slither one
1: day it's kind of like that too (laughs) but the main thing was is like it it encouraged like the entire time like you kind of see the alien thing it Mm. was already like uh uh this whole like domineering like i'm smarter than you i'm I'm, better than you i'm uh, better than you and throughout the entire thing the corner was like yeah but are you like and so it was really interesting to see the kind of counterpoint almost like the ingenuity of the human species type of yeah. thing cuz it definitely encouraged that sort of, which was a cool yeah, I, a f- cool finish.
0: I also like his line at the the beginning where he's like you forgot something and he, the alien goes no, I, no I didn't. And and also I was like wait even, though, what I've did he it, even yeah. though I've seen it before I was like wait what does he forget? That, that, and I forgot I that whole like, line.
1: What? Oh, okay, it seems like he's kind of got you in a little bit of a place. Yeah. But I, if I, I bet you if I rewatched it, I could probably hear what's, you could probably hear the thing at the beginning. What, yeah. Or, he says you forget something and you probably hear it in the background. Yes. So, um.
0: And at some point you probably hear the the
1: tape. Yeah, the word, flickering. Yeah, flickering. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it was great. I thought it was done really well. It didn't need any more. It was the perfect length too. I thought it was... It set the stage. Like I said, the act one, two, and three Mm -hmm. series, I thought it did a really good job. Yeah. The
0: only trigger warning is towards the end is like the gore factor of the... It's it's intense for sure. Uh, But I... Like a lot of the elements there, and I like at some point they they visually see his cancer, and I was like, whoa! Oh, is that what that was? The green stuff yeah. that was in his like system. Oh, and that I was, was like, interesting. I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Wow. Also, I don't like the alien was like, I'm gonna eat your cancer. It's delicious. And I'm yeah, like, I was like, like oh, ew, stop, ew.
1: <laughs> stop, it's gross. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we skip. So that was technically because you could watch these in any order. Uh, Graveyard Rats was the second on the list. Mm-hmm. Autopsy was the third. We skipped a few, um, and went to the fifth episode, which was Pikmin's model. Now,
0: uh, before we start talking about it, I picked this specifically for Richard because it was a little artistic.
1: Yeah. I remember and that. and,
0: uh, and uh, the long form of the hour long episode builds so creepily yes. into the end, which kind of just
1: punches you in the stomach. So I would, even though it was Lovecraft, it's based on a short story by Lovecraft. I felt more like it was almost like the telling of a ghost story. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Because basically you as the viewer or, you know, the listener, as it were, is seeing the main character kind of slowly go crazy pretty much the entire thing.
0: And we all think um, either it's real. Or this dude is drunk and then suffering from withdrawal symptoms.
1: Yeah. And that's that's immediately. So, here, background for this. Okay. Yeah. This is also set in like the early 1900s. Um, Our two star characters
0: are Will Thurber, which is a weird last name. Yeah. Um,
1: and then Richard Pickman,
0: who Pickman's model is what this is named after.
1: Yes. And if you're familiar uh, with, uh, these are two famous actors. Yeah. Uh, ben Barnes and Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is uh from Back to the Future. Um he plays Marty's Dad and also yep. like blah blah blah. Ben Barnes, uh, if you're familiar with Westworld, he plays the jerk face from Westworld, and then also he was in The Punisher and yep. a couple other things. Um anyway, they're the two kind of opposing characters. Um Will Thurber is a gifted art student who uh is at this like prestigious school for art and uh, he's like renowned in his school. He like won uh, an award the previous year, things like that. And then Richard Pickman comes in. And he's a brand new student. And so they're t- working on this art contest to basically have their art shown in a gallery as part of that. And like it's supposed to like set the stage for your career. Yeah, blah, blah,
0: blah. I also like it because they kind of show the like different ages of the people who are at the school. Because yeah, Pickman like is like older. Yeah, art knows no age. Right. Because it's just like whenever you pick up a paintbrush, it's like when you're going to do it. Um, and, oh, and, and most of these, weirdly enough, take place around 1900 to 1930. Yeah. Uh, only a few it, of them it, go it, outside of that.
1: In this, in this one particularly, uh, it kind of uh, time jumps a bit because you do see kind of what happens to Will Thurber. Kind of off and on as kind of things progress in yeah, the
0: story. Like he goes, he goes. So and, and what's nice is f- towards the beginning when they start this kind of quote unquote friendship, um, they're sitting and drawing uh, an older man holding a pole uh, yes. or staff of some sort, and Will Thurber's character walks all the way around after kind of finishing most of his art, and then looks back at Pickman's art, and it's the old man but he's drawn like yeah grotesque zombie-like extra arms yeah like blood running down and he's just standing there staring at it um and then he comes back and he's like he's kind of enraptured by this dude's art because it's so grotesque
1: well and uh to the point where he uh you see a scene where he's trying to Create art for himself to submit to this art contest, and yeah. he just like slashes through it because he can't concentrate. Yeah, he's because so of... enraptured by yeah. Pikmin's art,
0: and he goes he goes over the Pikmin later. Uh, I don't remember if he finds him in the graveyard first or goes to his room, um but he has this like these experiences with him where he's like looking through his notebook and seeing like his grotesque art. Um, of like creatures living in the graveyard and like dark shadows, like appearing in like alleyways of buildings. Um, and eventually their friendship grows to the point where he kind of gives him a nickname. Um, his name is Richard Pickman, but he calls He's him Dicky. Dicky. Yeah. Hey Richard. No. <laughs> um, and then he eventually goes back to his apartment and he sees the, the breath and body of his work that he has wrapped up because he had just tried to submit something to this big gallery presentation and was shut down. Basically saying your artwork is not appropriate yeah, for this gallery. Yeah, we can't do that. Um, and then that's when it truly starts to happen. And the the majority of like the middle part of this episode is um, after he sees what's quote unquote called the feast, um, which is a depiction of a past moment. I think in, Pikmin's family
1: heritage yes yeah, where like uh, uh, uh a coven of witches um like uh, uh the main witch like cuts off her husband's head and then they feast on the the guy's body yeah
0: the actual the picture of that in there with all the like sea creatures and yeah, stuff i was like oh, weird. Wow. yeah that whole thing i was like, like what shrimp going? everywhere and there's like a crab walking and there's like leeches it's yeah like, i was like weird. what's going on um and that's when he kind of descends into going like i never want to talk to that guy again yeah um and then Pikmin also disappears for yeah life. he goes
1: back cuz uh, he he kind of wants to know what's going on um he freaks out um at his current um lover like he goes to her like banquet or whatever so he can meet uh Ugh. her parents Ugh. and he sees like like visions basically the, or like, like head witch. Yeah, and then he goes back because he wants to kind of figure out what the heck's going on and Pikmin's gone.
0: Yes. He had taken all of his artwork, left a couple drawings on the wall. I'm glad those were there because otherwise it would have been like, was he actually well, there yeah. at all?
1: Is that a thing?
0: Yeah. Um and then um like we, like it goes like sixteen years later or something, um, where he's with his he has this horrible nightmare, um, and then he also discovers that a a painting has been left for him. Yes, um, at and the, his home. At his home, and the painting was received by his wife, and then he goes, oh, I guess I'll go check this this out, and it's a grotesque painting by Richard Pickman, um, and in this. He leaves it there, he covers it up, but he doesn't tie it back up. And his son sneaks in and goes to take a look. Yes. Um, which leads to the Act 3 portion of this entire episode where Richmond Pickman gets, like, recognized by another one of these art associates that uh, work for the M- M- uh, Masscatonic University. Uh, he gets a gallery. Um, and, like, the whole end plot of this, this thing goes crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like... And I guess the main thing is, is that because it is Lovecraftian, obviously, this whole descent into madness just spirals out of control really quickly. Um, and the, I guess for me, like, the, the disappointing thing about this episode is it opens up for a really interesting, like, universe aspect. And there were a lot of questions. Yeah that don't get answered. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of drops the hammer on you, and then you're kind of left with that. You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: like, the the later portion, like, the whole chunk with Richard Pickman and going to his house and seeing his artwork and kind of actually seeming one of the demons that he draws is real. Yeah. Like, that's all a good chunk of story. Very interesting. And then it descends into Lovecraftian part, where it's like, oh, all of this is because of a dark god that's in play who is working through Pikmin's art and, like, drawing people to the darkness. And just so that way they can go mad. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure, like, a lot of Lovecraftian short stories are this way. Like, they don't explicitly talk about what makes the dark god a dark god. It's a, it's a story where the dark art exists... But it's not like we're gonna go defeat the, the 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 cult and all the cult like like a full drawn out story where we where we know exactly what this god does and why it's bad. This was like oh well, there's a god and, and apparently wants we'll to eat people. Yep. So cook I'm up gonna, your sons. <laughs> just
1: gonna eat your brain.
0: Yeah. It was uh quite quite disturbing. Um, and that's why I ended with this one because it was in order. But I think like throughout the order it gets really good story wise. And then
1: it gets really creepy as you go along through all of these stories, which makes sense. Like overall, as you already kind of explained, like Lovecraftian stories there, that there's such a large universe associated with Lovecraft, Um, all the different gods and everything else like that, like all the, the culty elements to yeah. it. Um, So it, it is interesting. And I, I'm probably going to end up watching more of it. It seems very interesting. Um, I would
0: recommend watching uh, Dreams in the Witch House as well, which is the other Lovecraft one, mm-hmm. um, which is like loosely about uh, a brother who loses his twin sister at a really young age and then discovers in this house that you can take a, a drug that brings you to the afterlife where hmm. apparently there's all of these souls that are trapped. Interesting. Yeah. Um and it becomes like kind of a crazy thing. And it has Rupert Grint in it, who's basically the star in the yeah. episode. So uh they're all really cool. And I've ever since like Love Death and Robots came out, yeah. Um and and Netflix has been doing like a series of these short story runs, I've been very impressed by them because it it's kinda like Disney like Disney Pixar shorts, where it's like, just do something. Like well, just, so just make something. What I it, love about beautiful. this,
1: this short form content is it gives um new people a avenue to kind of run wild a little bit without getting exhaustive mm-hmm. so i love love death and robots it's like one of my favorite things on netflix it's absolutely amazing um but all of those are less than like 20 minutes um these ones they're a little longer but it's the stories themselves that are already written so it's done in creative uh director you know um uh uh, uh, cinematography, that type of stuff. So it's recreated in a new, new modern fashion um, for an old story. Yeah. And so it's the same type of thing with something that's are already content that's written. So it's, it, it's told in a new way. Yeah. Which I
0: like uh, in like the best of ways is just taking things that po- probably people haven't read. Um, like uh, the average person hasn't read before and it's bringing it to a, a screen so that mm-hmm. way you can watch it and consume it in a different way. And, and um, what hopefully is a smart way to portray these writings. Um, and honestly, I think Guillermo del Toro is a great person to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like right up his alley. Yeah. So any end thoughts, Richard, you have about this series?
1: No, I thought it was a good time for to watch it. Obviously, right around Halloween time.
0: Yeah, there's another series on Netflix called uh Two, two Sentence Horror Stories." Yeah, Two Sentence Horror Stories, uh, and each of those are 20 minutes long. Okay. Because um, eh. it's just
1: it's just a fleshing out story of those two sentences. Yes, right? correct. Okay. Yeah, um, but we are gonna do our uh, traditional. Watch of the next set of horror movies, which is the uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, and um, we're watching the fourth one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, Halloween. Nightmare there El- we go. Nightmare on oh, Elm Street, the saved. other
0: one. Uh, and we're well, actually watching a Halloween movie this time instead of uh, Season of the Witch. So
1: yeah, I mean it. With it's canon part of the story. It's just this is the. The redo of I think this is the pullback if I'm not mistaken for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it's really funny because Halloween almost has a like Zelda time, like timeline because it's got like a branch off. Yeah. So but uh, and then it also has like a redo as well. Um, it has Halloween three... H2O. I think kicks the uh, the story back a little bit again. Yeah. This is weird. It's when he turned into a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> kills people. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway uh we're gonna continue on our uh spookiness and uh so this was a little uh break from the norm yep. instead of doing uh one of the other ones where we do like campfire stories or something else this was a good uh a good pick to fit within our new format
0: yeah, at least we're not doing nightmare before christmas right
1: now <laughs> sure we can do that the spookiest in December. movie yeah. <laughs> it's a christmas movie it's yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to us uh, rant about uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. I would highly, uh, I would highly recommend giving it a shot if you like spooky things. If you are not a spooky thing person, or you're a type of person who watches spooky things and has nightmares for a week, or like you have too vivid of an imagination, this
1: might not be. For you. <laughs> Maybe just watch the uh, the first one, the the rat the The rat one really isn't like insanely it's, it's bad. It's more tame. Yeah,
0: and I would also say it beyond the like last ten minutes or last five minutes, the autopsy is really not that that crazy. No, yeah. At one point, it's more story. Once you see a scalpel start to raise up, just click skip thirty yeah, seconds skip, a, couple skip then, a couple times, and then and then you know what's on. going on. Yes, so or just um, listen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> send us an email or comment um, email at uh, generallycasual at gmail dot Or comment on the podcast, uh, if you can like, subscribe, and all of that, uh, a share that always helps us out. So thank you very much, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.